Time Podcast. This is a podcast all about doing content differently. I'm your host, Fiona, and today I'm talking about what makes a good newsletter. So there's a quick answer and a short answer about what makes a good newsletter. Um, The quick answer is, what makes a good newsletter is something that people actually look forward to receiving and want to read, which is startlingly obvious, really. Uh, I really feel like I'm pointing out the obvious there. But actually doing that is much harder, much, much harder than it sounds. Otherwise, every newsletter you got in your inbox would be something you wanted to read and not a lot of junk that you just press delete on. So as a business and a brand, the kind of newsletters you want to be sending out are the kind of things that specifically your audience wants to read. And there's some there's some themes that go through good newsletters. There's some, you know, um, there's elements that good newsletters all have that makes people want to read them. And I want to talk about those elements today in this show. It's going to be a quick one. So if you've not already grabbed yourself a brew, grab yourself a brew, um, there are going to be some actually useful podcast show notes to go with this episode to help you really think out how you could make your newsletter better for your audience. Um, and those, that is, this worksheet is totally free to download. There's no email required. You do not need to sign up to my newsletter, which may sound absolutely nuts, but um, you may have realised I'm probably testing something out here. But also, um, when it comes to newsletters, you want people on your newsletter list who genuinely want to be there. And this is one of the reasons why I kind of... I took the risk and I rethought why someone might sign up to my newsletter, the kinds of people I want on there, and what it comes down to is I want you to be there. I want you to be part of this newsletter community that I'm building and actually look forward to and enjoy reading my newsletters. And I know people do because I get emails back. That's like your number one sign of whether people, you, you know, you're on the right track that you're getting emails back. Um... So I know that people do, but I want people on there who want to feel part of a community and feel like they're there in this group, this, yeah, this this group of like-minded people, rather than you're on the newsletter because you tried a freebie once, didn't like it, and you can't be bothered to unsubscribe, which, hands up, I totally do. So I'm just going to circle back to what makes a good newsletter, because there are newsletters that I get that I genuinely look forward to receiving each week. Nick Parkes is one of them and his hasn't been sending over the summer and I've really missed it. It's like part of my little Thursday joy. There's got, they, they come on a Thursday, my, my favourite newsletters. Um, part of my little Thursday joy of reading his newsletter. And I do apologise because I'm about to pronounce this name wrong. I know I do. I've been told I do. Um, hopefully I'll get it right. It's Shyam Meads Williams newsletter, um, and she has a couple actually, and I really look forward to reading both of her newsletters. Um, and with Shyam Meads Williams, one of them I pay a monthly subscription to receive. And um, to be honest, if there's more out there that have monthly subscriptions that are really good, then I will pay for it. Uh, I've just discovered this morning that The Quietus, the online music magazine, 
have an amazing subscription um, options, amazing subscription levels as well. Uh, so this afternoon I'm going to be figuring out which one of those I'm going to be signing up for because, yeah, I think it's just such a good way of thinking about things. Uh, the reason is that when you think about your newsletter, you kind of have to think about it like a magazine publication. So if you want people to subscribe, whether for free or financially, you need to think of it in that way that it's it's a subscription. You're going to give them something regularly. You're going to give them that information and entertainment regularly. Now, um, the other example I use is I have a book subscription that comes. I got it for a Christmas present. I get it every year for a Christmas present. I absolutely love it. It's called Books That Matter. And it's absolutely fantastic. But I could go out and buy a book each month. I could go to my local bookshop and probably spend less money on getting a book. But the great thing about having the subscription is, first of all, it exposes me to things that I wouldn't have already known about. And this is the other reason why I'm signing up to the Quietest subscription, because they expose me to a world of music I wouldn't already have in my periphery through, because Spotify just works on algorithms and sends you more of down the rabbit hole. Um... So yeah, it's this it, it's this exposure to things I wouldn't already know about that I find really exciting. And the other side of it is the community around it. I was sat in London a few weeks ago and I was I was designated driver. So I'm sat there having a read of my book, waiting for to give my designated person a lift home. And I, I suspect the barmaid felt a bit sorry for me sat there on my own, like I've been stood up on a date or something. And I sat reading my book and she came over and chided to me about it because she'd seen so many people recently reading that same book on the tube. And I'm like, yeah, I get it from this amazing book subscription called Books, books That Matter. And they're another one whose newsletter I look forward to because they really go into thinking more deeply about things and exploring the world and being curious. And that really appeals to me. So those are, exam those are my kind of examples of newsletters that, I open and read. What I really want you to do when you're sitting in your emails, and I know emails, like I've got this stat, we get 121 emails on average every single day. So creating a newsletter that someone looks forward to and genuinely wants to open, that's pretty big, right? You've broken through 121 other emails to get them to read it. That's less than 1% of their emails that you are part of and they're reading it. So when you're up next opening your emails, look at the ones that you're just simply archiving or deleting and look at the ones that you open every single time they arrive. Think about what it is about those emails that you enjoy, that you look forward to reading. And I'll imagine that part of it is the subject line so the first thing you should do is stop and think what it was it about the subject line that made me want to open it and the ones that you open no matter what what it is what is it about those that makes you want to open them and um, pop bitch is another one that I, I love pop bitch is another one that i open because it's so well written and it's so entertaining so here's some of the things that 
you know, combine these newsletters together. So first and foremost, they either entertain or inform. And I kind of covered that in saying they're a bit, you know, it's like a magazine. The Idler is, is another example of this. They do brilliant newsletters that really work like magazines because it is a magazine and it, yeah, it's just brilliant. Um, so there's different ways that you can do this. Um, there is the curated or collection of links newsletters and these kind of collect everything that's on the internet and put it in one place for you but crucially they make this entertaining they don't just stick a bunch of here's some things you might want to read they kind of take their spin on it what they've seen in it they tempt you into looking at these links um and they weave their own stories into it the Friday Club by Knowlton is a really good example of this as well, as well as Sean Mead-Williams, um, in that it, they make these links entertaining, they put a little bit of their personality into it. So you're not just getting like a line list of links, which is really dull. It The, whole, the newsletter as a whole creates a story and they're sharing some of their personal life some of their personality in there and that works really well because you feel like you get to know people with this um you also have the kind of newsletters that kind of do that but don't really and it's like a i call this a these things will help newsletter like these things will help you get better at what you do um there's a daily newsletter i get that really does this quite well and it has um, ways you can live your life better and it's one tiny little tip and everything around in the news and it's a really short newsletter but it's really beautifully presented and everything around that is how this thing this new new small behavioral change you can try will help you live your life better um, and then the other one and I totally absolutely recommend you sign up to their newsletter is uh, you are the media because Mark Masters, who runs that, is like the absolute gold standard of what it takes to build a newsletter community. And he talks so eloquently, way better than this podcast, so eloquently about what it takes to build a newsletter. You know, the, the bits where you've got like just your mum sitting on it for weeks on end and the different ways you can encourage people to sign up to your newsletter and how you can create that community around it and he shares every step of his journey while creating this really strong community around it and I get the feeling it started as a really localized community but now it's international and you really do feel part of something in there that is another one that I genuinely look forward to reading every Thursday morning and understand he's talked about his process and understanding how much effort and thought he puts into that newsletter it's not like something he sits there and does as a last minute, oh, go to newsletter, got to go out. There's like a whole lot of thought in there. And it shows and it brings so much value. Um, then there's the personal share newsletter. These, these can be, um, these can go well and these can be very dull. So, you know, personal share newsletters are where they share stories about themselves, their lives, 
Now, the thing about this is it can end up being very boring and navel-gazing. If you do this, ask yourself, are people that interested in me that they want to read this? Have I got that much of an exciting life that I can drag this out regularly to make people feel joy and want to open this up? Now, I said earlier in the episode that, like, Nolton and a couple of other emails, they weave their personality into it, their personal stories into it, but they do that while taking their spin or linking into sharing other things. It's really difficult to do the personal share newsletter if that's the main focus. But a good example of this is comedian Sophie Hagen's newsletter, and I I am very aware I've said her name wrong because she's Danish and I cannot pronounce Danish words. Um, She, every single time she sends her newsletter, shares a very funny personal story and it's just... It's, it's heartwarming and entertaining, and I absolutely love her newsletters. And then at the end, she's really honest. She's like, I share a funny story, then I tell you some of the stuff and some of the ways you can support me. And so at the end, it's got the way she, And I like this because I can see when she's likely to come and perform near where I live in Worcestershire. Um, and if on the off chance she's listening to this podcast because I've name dropped her please come and play Worcestershire. But she does the personal share newsletter really well and sort of slips into the um, the things that she's selling really nicely. And it doesn't feel like selling. It's just like, here I am, buy if you need it. So unless you are an incredibly funny comedy writer or you, you've built your personal brand around your personal story... I'd be cautious about using this as a way to write a good newsletter, but it does work if you're that kind of person. If you can tell those kind of stories, generally I can't. And so my newsletters will have like, a, oh, this funny thing happened this week, but it'll be like a sentence or it'll be something that relates to the other things that I'm talking about in the newsletter and generally talking about in this podcast. And then... My other category of newsletter is, um, it's the hobby newsletter, the hobby one. This could go for like anything, like if you're into cats, it's a newsletter about cats, I don't know how that would work. I mean, I love my cats, but I won't want to read a newsletter about cats. Um, I get them about about sewing, because in my head, I can. if I had the time and the money, I would make all these amazing vintage dresses and make my own wardrobe and it'd be wonderful in reality I am not that kind of person I try I'm a trier when it comes to sewing um but I like getting these newsletters because they show me other people in the community they show me hacks and the way things are can be adapted they they show me what lovely things people are doing out there and there's other hobby newsletters that I get and that I see. And they're, you know, they're, they're very specific for their audience, for the people who are into them. So if you run a product-based business and that product is somehow tied to a hobby, then having that hobby-based newsletter 
can be really easy to grow a community around. You know, the, the Books That Matter subscription, getting their newsletter, feels like a community is built around my hobby of reading. And I think I find writing newsletters, creative writing newsletters, really difficult. But Mislexia does a really good one, and I really enjoy theirs because they talk to their audience and they find out what you do and don't want in your newsletter. And so I find that one really good as well. But a lot of the writing newsletters, I, I don't open. I just don't find them particularly helpful or interesting or entertaining, if I'm honest, which is sad because it's creative writing. It should be entertaining. Um, so, yeah, the, there's there's those kinds of hobby newsletters. And I kind of, years ago, I used to have a product-based business and I really did build a community around my newsletter. And it wasn't until I closed the business down and really understood, you know, learned from the mistakes I made in that and what I'd done, just how well I'd done at building up that newsletter list and how well I'd inadvertently, because it wasn't intentional, I'd built this community around this newsletter and around this product that I was selling. And I feel really proud of that now because it is really difficult. And I think that's what I want you to take away from this podcast episode that if you're struggling to build your newsletter and if you're struggling to kind of figure out what it is you're saying in there, then it's okay. It's meant, it's difficult because it's really personal because you, you're, you're there in someone's inbox and you're building, you're trying to find those people and you're trying to connect with those people who get really excited about receiving your email newsletter and those people are precious and they're few and far between. And you'll notice that I say people and not subscribers here because they are people. And I'm going to leave you with one last thing that I learned from you are the media, from Mark there. And that is he sends an email to absolutely everyone who signs up to his newsletter. And I pinched that idea. And so people who sign up to my newsletter, I... I go in on the days I remember normally when I'm writing my newsletter I go in and check and send them a little hello email and just to welcome them and say thank you because signing up to a newsletter is a big thing these days it is putting your trust in someone while it may not seem like it because you can click on subscribe but it really is because your email box gets filled up your spam gets filled up and I don't know, I wish more people would clean up their email lists and unsubscribe me from them because it's just, it's time consuming sitting there and going, well, I don't want to get this email, so I'm just going to press delete rather than unsubscribe. So there we go. That is my view on what makes a good newsletter. There are these different types and it's really your focus, the thing you're searching for and you're trying to find out is what do I need to do to get people to look forward to receiving my newsletter every week. So I hope you found this helpful and useful. Download the worksheet that goes along with this episode. And next week, I have the absolutely superb, fantastic, lover to pieces, podcaster Lucy Autumn coming on. And it's such an interesting um, podcast episode. I could talk to Lucy for hours. I really could. She's so interesting. Uh, I got the pleasure of chatting to her while she was in quarantine in a hotel room with her family, which was 
so much fun and I hope I gave her a little bit of respite by doing that. Um, so I will see you next week and thank you for listening. Bye.